0: Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty
1: arm of the Lord.
2: Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. It was July 1915. Reese Howes and his wife Elizabeth had been called by God as missionaries to Africa. For Reese, this came as another step in his walk with the Lord. He was born in Wales, left school at 12 to work in the tin mines, but at the age of 22, he made his way to America to work in the steel factories around Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in cities that I'm familiar with, Newcastle and Connellsville. It was in the States that he was born again, but on his return to Wales, he learned what it meant to walk in the Spirit. He ministered, became an intercessor, and now they were on their way to Africa to be missionaries. When it was time to leave, they did not have the money to take the train to London where they would aboard the ship. But Rees knew what it meant to trust in God and to let God test you. There is always a tendency to keep money so as to get out of God's testings, said Mr. Howes, and they had tried their best to keep the money this time, but the money that they had, they had to spend, and yet all their friends thought that they were well supplied. So it was the week of their departure, and they thought the money would sure come to them the day before they left for London, but the mail came, no money and their train was leaving before the mail would come the next morning. They thought it would be very hard to say goodbye to their own son, little Samuel, and their uncle and aunt who were going to keep him. But the lack of the train money made the parting a little easier. The house found that this was often the way with the Lord. When they had something very hard to do, he would burden them in another way to make the former a little easier. The next morning... It was not so hard to depart from their parents because they had to walk to the station without the necessary funds. They felt sure that someone would come to them on the station platform, but no, no money. The time came for the train to leave. What were they going to do? Well, there was only one thing possible. They had with them 10 shillings. So they would take the train as far as that 10 shillings would take them, and then their end would be God's opportunity. They had to change trains in Lanelli Station about 20 miles from their home and wait there for a couple hours. So without letting anybody know, that's as far as they booked the train. There were there many people that came to see them off at their home station, wishing them good tidings. But what they really needed were the funds to get to London. Many also came with them as far as Lanelli, singing all the way. Reese Howes thought to himself, I'd sing a lot better if I had this money. At the Lanelli station, they went out to breakfast with some friends and they walked back to the station, still not delivered from their problem. And now it was time for the train to come. The Spirit of God then spoke to Reese and said, If you had the money, what would you do? Well, Reese answered back quickly, I take my place in the line at the booking office. Well, the Spirit of God replied, Have you not preached that my promises are equal to current coin? Take your place in the line. There was nothing Reese House could do except obey. There were about a dozen people in front of him. They were passing by the book window one by one. And the devil kept telling Reese, Now, you have only a few people in front of you, and when it's your turn, you'll have to walk right on by. You have preached much about Moses with the Red Sea in front and the Egyptians behind, but now you're the one that's shut in. And Reese Hal answered the devil, Yes, shut in, but like Moses, I'll be gloriously led out and he stayed in line. Then, when there were only two people in front of him, a man suddenly stepped out of the crowd and said, I'm sorry, I can't wait any longer. I must open my shop. And he said goodbye, and he reached out, and he put 30 shillings into Reese Howe's hand. As Mr. House puts it, it was most glorious. And it was only a foretaste of what the Lord would do in Africa as they obeyed him. You know, it's interesting. After they bought their tickets, got ready to get on the train, the people who came with them began to give them gifts and more money. But the Lord had held that back from them until they passed the test. And guess what? They sang all the way to London. Are you in a test? Are you being tested? Thank God. Got a perfect song for you. It's done here by the My Girls. It's called Through It All. Let's praise God while this song plays. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Grant your people repentance. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I grew up in a denominational church. As a young child, I kept my ears open. I listened to what the pastor was saying because I wanted to know if anybody knew God, if anybody knew anything about him, if they would help me. And you know what I heard the pastors that I grew up with say? They said that when you prayed to God, that he answered four ways, actually five. If you would ask God a question or if you'd pray, God would either say yes or no, or maybe, or wait, or what I thought wouldn't even answer you at all. That's what I saw growing up in the denominational churches. Now, I want to show you out of the Word, not your church tradition, not what you've heard from the people around you. We are going to only go to the Word of God. And remember what I always say. Jesus said in John 10, the Word of God, the Scriptures, cannot be broken. They can't. So I want to go to Matthew 8. I'm going to read a couple things out of here, and then we're going to do a couple verses. But I'm going to show you how God answers your prayers, how he will answer, and how you can count on him to answer your prayers. Verse 1, chapter 8. When Jesus was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper, a leper, now, for those young enough that don't know what leprosy is, it's a contagious disease. And it gives you huge, ugly, disgusting sores. It eats your flesh. And it gets so bad that your fingers, your toes, your limbs, well, actually, they'll fall off. And nobody in Jesus' time was allowed to get near that had the disease to anybody else because nobody else wanted it. It's easy to see why. But this leper came to Jesus, and it says, And behold, there came a leper and worshiped him, saying, Lord, notice, there came a leper. Came. I want you to look at that word, came. I want you to keep that word in your ear. The leper came to him, worshiped Jesus, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. And you know what Jesus said? He said, no. He said, maybe. He said, well, you're going to have to wait. Is that what Jesus said? Let's go back to the word of God. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will. I will. Be thou clean. Amen. And immediately, immediately, the leper was cleansed. Now, let's go down a couple more verses. Verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion. Came unto him a centurion. There's that word again. Came. Came. Okay? Jesus entered into Capernaum. There came unto him a centurion, beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, maybe, Eh, wait, no, not today. Is that what the word of God says? No. What does the word of God say? And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. I will. You know, Dole has told a story in these last 30 years I've been here that got to my heart. He was praying for a horse. And the horse died. Thanks for the prayers, said the horse. The horse died. And Doyle wondered why the horse died. And you know what the Spirit of God told him? The Spirit of God told him, you not only thought that I would heal the horse, you didn't even think I could heal the horse. What did Jesus say to the centurion? I will come and heal him. And you know what? He did. He did. One more verse in Matthew 8, verse 16. It said, And when evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. Look at that first sentence again. When evening was come, they brought unto him, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. What was the prerequisite here? They brought him to him. They brought the sick and the demon possessed to him. What happened with the leopard? He came to Jesus. What happened with the centurion? He came to Jesus. Do you catch what I'm trying to say? This verse says, all that came, Jesus healed. Jesus healed. Let's go to another verse. I'm going to go to Luke 6, and I'm going to read verse 17. And this is Jesus. He came down with him and stood in the plain, and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon Which came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. Came. Jesus healed all that came to him. You know, I looked this up. I wanted to make sure there are 13 scriptures in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John where everybody, the multitudes, the multitudes that came to him, he healed them all. What was the prerequisite? They had to come. They came. They came. We got a young lady around here by the name of Candace, and she always says, go to God. Well, they came. They came. Let's go to another verse. I'm going to go to John 6. John 6. This is Jesus speaking. He said, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Let's read that again. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast him out. I can hear some of you saying, at the beginning says, all that the father giveth me shall come to me. And you say, well, what if the father didn't give me to Jesus? Did you hear the second part of the verse? Did you hear the second part of the verse? I sound like your mother, don't I? Can't you hear the second part of the verse? It says, and him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast you out. Does that sound like no to you? Does that sound like wait to you? Does that sound like maybe to you? Everyone that comes to Jesus gets what they need. You don't believe that? Let's go to another verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm going to begin in verse 18. But as God is true, and our word toward you was not yea and nay. This is Paul speaking about the gospel. Our word toward you was not yea and nay. Yes or no, or maybe or wait. Wait. It said, our word towards you was not yea and nay for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. Yes. Next verse, for all the promises, all the promises, All the promises of God in him, in Jesus, are yes and in him amen to the glory of God by us. You come, notice the word come, to Jesus, looking for forgiveness. You're going to get it because all the promises in God are yes and amen. If you go to Jesus, searching for healing, asking for healing, you're going to get it because all the promises in him are yes and amen. If you need deliverance and you go to Jesus, remember the prerequisite is you got to come. You got to come. You're going to get what you ask for. Why? Because all the promises in Jesus are yes, yes, and amen. Now, how can that be true? How can that be true? One last verse, Romans 8. Let's go to verse 31. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son. This is the Father. He that spared not his own son. How shall he not with him freely give us all things because he spared not Jesus and that Jesus paid for your sin. He took on your sickness, your disease, your perversities. He took on your poverty. He took on all of that on his own body, on the tree, died, was buried, and was raised again the third day that is why all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. The only thing you got to do is come to him. Come to him. And what if you don't get it today? You come to him tomorrow. And what if you don't get it tomorrow? You keep coming until you get it because all the promises are yes. I have a great song for this. time teaching me these scriptures years ago. I remember the whole week praying about these scriptures and others, about Jesus and how how they would go to him. And I remember telling the father, you know, I don't even think that Jesus would even let you touch him. Spirit of God was ministering me that day and I was in a, a small room and the power of God was on me and it was Jesus himself. He said to me, Kathy, reach out and touch me. I said, I can't, you won't, I I, I couldn't. And and the Spirit of God kept saying, Kathy, reach out and touch me. You know, I finally got brave enough. And I took my hands and I put them out as if I were going to touch Jesus. You know, he he wasn't afraid of me. He wasn't afraid of me. Do you know when my hands, they actually touched the wall, But when they touched that wall, the power of God just flowed through me. So much so, I fell to my knees. And God started delivering me from the rejection that told me, you can't touch him. You can touch him. You go to him and he will meet you anywhere you are. He is not afraid to touch you. You're the reason he died. It says in Romans 10, 13, those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be delivered. Go to him. Till next time, God bless. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kathy.com. K-A-T-H-I-E at com. That's W-O-L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson Care of Water of Life Church P.O. Box 861327 Plano, Texas 75086 You may find her on the internet at com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.